Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm super. She is super, and I am natural today. And oh. I will be the Dr. Junkie. You are definitely well, you're, a junkie. You're going to have to be a junkie ninja. Junkie ninja. Dr. Junkie ninja. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we are the Supernatural, supernatural junkies. junkies. Coming at you. Hey, folks, this is Dr. Kevin Cruz giving you another pump because guess what? The Supernatural Junkies are on Rumble. All you have to do is go to Rumble, go to search, and when you search for channels, you look for Supernatural Junkies, and all of our stuff is going to start popping up. It's great because you're going to be able to see the links. You'll get to see exactly why we are saying what we're saying. But most importantly, this is a great way to share with your family and your friends exactly why we are living in prophetic times and why we cannot give up access to our body. Welcome to Supernatural Junkies. This is the never-ending story of AI. That's right. That was Dr. Where, Kevin. Where was your, you know, robot voice? Oh, welcome, everyone. We have Dr. Dozier with us today. Say hello. Hello. We also have Dr. O with us today. I'm still here. <laughs> that we baritone. Doing, we're doing back-to-backs today. And uh, because this subject is... Uh, well, let's just say it's eye-opening. It's really something beyond our imagination, and that's why it's going to take a few podcasts to really wrap our head around this, and I think that's the most important part. So, uh, Dr. Dozier, you want to start us in a word of prayer? Did you wait until you took a bite of something <laughs> first? Absolutely. Is that right? I, yeah. He, he, he should did. be a waiter. Oh, be like, my gosh. They saw it. He they, set, they, he set they, you they up all the time. I was set up. Oh my I'm sorry, God. people. I had a mouthful of food in my mouth when he asked <laughs> me, Dr. so I had to chew a little bit, and I don't talk with food in my mouth. <laughs> Dr. Dennis, <laughs> he swooped right in and saved him. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this time and opportunity to come before your people yet again, and we pray that you will bless us with... Uh, inside illumination as you as you have in the past you continue to do so I pray to those who are listening I pray that they will be edified and you in turn glorified in Jesus name amen amen, amen. I have so, a scripture go ahead you want no go ahead okay. Dr. O well, I have to always toss that in there alright no no we that's why we're the supernatural junkies <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the supernatural part that's right mm-hmm. Matthew 24, verse 21 onward. For then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. And if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to mm-hmm. deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. 
So we're seeing the rise of a new prophetic voice for humanity. We're seeing the rise of what could be touted as this salvation for humanity. And again, you can see that when we start to talk about artificial intelligence, we've outlined how many voices out there that are sounding an alarm. You know, we have Steve Wozniak, we have uh, Jeffrey Hinton, and uh, that's the guy from Google that just recently is sounding the alarm. So we've been talking about this in the show here. Um, and of course, it's, it's easy to see how this system they're setting up, that goes back to the 666 patent by Microsoft that we talked about the last show, it's setting up this digital prison. Mm. But the AI is really what runs the whole thing. And then Dr. Dozier on the last show and even the previous, we talked about how when Revelation has this image coming to life, mm -hmm. how does an image, something that's inanimate that we made, suddenly come alive? Mm -hmm. And uh, we, Dr. Dennis and I have been saying, that's our TV. <laughs> but think yeah, about what if crazy. your TV really did have intelligence and it was watching you. Hmm. You know what? Do they you, have smart TVs, Doc? They already are, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, D Dennis calls them dumb TVs. Dumb TVs. But why wouldn't? Um, why? Because in the last one, Doctor D was saying that um, they are bearing false witness. Like, so why wouldn't there be false prop? Because they're going, like you said, they're going to come against the church. So they're, uh, in my mind, what stops them from? you know, going on screen and claiming that this one is a prophet. Mm -hmm. Of course they will, right? I mean, what? there's no conscience there. What would, if they want to go against the church, that to be planting the information like that, so easily done, especially because um, with so many of the people just watching the main news sources, right? Right. I mean, what, so, we, we won't even need those people to report the news, by the way. That's all going to be taken over by AI at some point. Right. Or their chatbots. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And because they're never going to say well, anything wrong. Right now it's chatbots, right? But eventually the goal is to um, create the cyborg, right? The mixture of both. What, what stops? You know, that is really the goal. So if you really go back, when did the AI thing come on the market? It's really Ray Kurzweil back in the 1990s. And of course, he talked about not just artificial intelligence, but how artificial intelligence would grow and get to the point where it was smarter than all of humanity. Hmm. And then what might it do once it has this these superpowers? And of course, that's where the question marks come in. But you can see that all of this, even though evolution is a dead theory, well, how do you know that, Dr. Cruz? Well, simple, because they're talking about these genetic revolutions hmm. and artificial intelligence and then the hybridizing of humanity, that's how we're going to complete evolution. Well, wait a minute. Evolution is randomness creating intelligence. You're using intelligence to create intelligence. Oh, don't, don't, don't talk about that. See, so here they are. They have ascribed, you know, intelligence to evolution. And that and the... <clears throat> oh, my gosh. That's well Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I would go back and correct that, but they said I was... Reaping what I sowed there, and <laughs> that's what he always says. Like if he makes a mistake, he goes back and he's like, "Let's delete that." But if one of us do, it's like, "Oh well, it's in." It's funnier when it happens to them. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Mm -hmm. 
Uh-oh. You see how he is. Well, it's also because I have my hand on the button. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were, so you were, you were talking about the randomness of evolution, mm-hmm. but they're proving that evolution or evolutionary theory is not correct because they're applying intelligent design to AI. Is mm-hmm. that what you're trying to point out? That's exactly it. And you can't have that both ways, but that's what they do. Oh, you can do anything. Yeah. You can do anything. You yeah, want, it's the science. Remember? Just follow the science. Oh my gosh, Dr. Fauci has joined us again. Could it be that a number of them see that we were wrong, but we can't say we were wrong? That's right. So we have to do something to make it look as though we're correct. Mm-hmm. But then what you do is you change your methodology. Wait, isn't that science? Whereas, <laughs> whereas pseudoscience, <laughs> you change your methodology. Because what you do, we're using over millions or millions of years on all this, how man evolves to this and any other. And it's supposed to be to adapt. Now, you're creating it and you're saying, this is what man has evolved into. That's right. And they're using their own intelligence to, to prove them right, but using their intelligence only proves that there had to be. And this is the whole point. It's ridiculous to create artificial intelligence because there is only one intelligence in the universe, and that is God. And when we don't listen to him and we create these things, we're creating a false image, a false God. Mm-hmm. And worshiping and or listening to them, you see what I'm saying? Now I know Dr. Dozier's guy's mouthful. Well, that's <laughs> why I read. You. That's why I read. That's why I read. I read that scripture. And I am going to you in a minute, Doc. But I'll you know, it's not just that we're raising the alarm that these are prophetic things. We're also raising the alarm that humanity itself is in jeopardy. Okay, because these things really could destroy the world. You know, we look at the genetic narratives that we've talked about. We just had the assault on our DNA conference right here in Tampa, Florida. And it's really simple that once they change these these genetic codes that we have, the last generation of the ones that God created, that's really here. So that's what's going on. And so people are raising the alarm that this AI can be used to specifically identify and persecute Christians in a way that's really beyond our imagination. And so you look at some of the first people that were sounding an alarm and probably you know Elon Musk being one of them one of the things he said was that when we talk about AI we're, we're summoning the demon and you know people think oh they don't get that no no mm-hmm. we're talking about really that that's the case and so we talked about how maybe Satan the Antichrist might be able to express themselves or their personality or express themselves into the work because remember some of them there's it's a spirit how does it express itself in the world so the question is for dr dozier how is it possible for a demonic entity to influence and or possess an artificial intelligence wow okay. wasn't that my question earlier to him yes um, that was your question which I is saw, why i asked saw, that. I, I saw the uh, the analogy was done too mm-hmm. I believe the first thing you have to do is look at the fact that um, a a demonic spirit is a supernatural spirit. And when we look at 
that which is supernatural, we're looking at something that departs from what is usual, something that is normal. It departs from what is normal, uh, and it appears to transcend the laws of nature. We know uh, from the laws of nature, something has to be pretty much organic and had the right parts within it to be alive. A human being, a tree without roots, eventually a tree would die. Without a heart, human beings cannot live. And so you say you build something, how can this thing end up being demonically controlled? The demons are supernatural. And in truth, that is beyond our comprehension. And so there are things that they most likely can do that we could never imagine. For example, how how can we imagine these things existing uh, in a sphere that is in the earth and yet above us? How can we imagine these things influencing or possessing human beings and yet we cannot see them? I believe you have to look at it the same way. There's a certain power that they have. Okay, there's a certain uh, realm of authority that God permits them to operate in. And then you go, once again, I love to go to what is written in the scriptures concerning uh, the wisdom of God versus, versus the wisdom of the world. Okay, and when we look at this wisdom, it is a skillfulness. Uh, and when you see wisdom that is the demonic, it transcends what a human is able to do. I believe you get human hands on this, and and I believe there is some. If it's demonic, then there's some directive that is coming from the demonic. Okay, there's some directive coming from the demonic, and therefore the demonic is able to really control something in a way that man is not able to phantom, nor is he, nor, uh, well, if he can't phantom it, he cannot comprehend. And so where men may think they're taking it to a certain place, the demonic is taking it even further. And so this is what I, I see. I don't know how clear uh, that answer is, uh, but I'll just say for about 20 seconds or, or less, that being that it's in a supernatural realm, realm uh, it is able to do, when I say it, I'm speaking of a demon, it is able to do far more than we could ever imagine it being able to do. Mm-hmm. And you think about, I mean, we have an obsession with the supernatural. Every, every, I mean, you look at Discovery, practically I have a whole section. You look on YouTube for, for angels and demons and ghosts and all these kinds of things. And so we have this obsession and, why do people go to have their cards read or look into a crystal ball mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. have this divining thing? And the Bible talks about those things as real. So, you know, we already have people and things that are opening themselves up, whether it's a card or whether it's a person that's opening themselves up to this demonic influence. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how do you see those influences in the Bible? What are some other things that maybe... <clears throat> Just as you were talking, this just you came to my intellect 
when man when man builds these things, when he builds these things, create whatever he wants to call it, build these things, uh, he tends to say he has control over it. Okay. If you would look at that from the standpoint of the power of a, de- a demon, if a demon has the uh, uh, the ability to possess and control a human being, then we can just, let's just look at the control aspect. If you struggle with the possessed aspect, the demon can control that AI far more efficiently than the human can. The demon can control it far more efficiently than the human can. Remember the wisdom that this human gets, the wisdom when it's operating from in an evil uh, way, this wisdom is not from God. This wisdom is from the demonic. And so it can control it far more than a human being can. Yeah, so (laughs) this is really interesting. I just saw this the other day. So if you say, how is that even possible? If you have an Alexa, ask Alexa to speak to one of your dead relatives. Um, come on. I'm not kidding. Alexa will start a seance. Um, She'll start saying, sometimes she'll say, like people will be like, I wasn't even talking to it. And it said, one of my dead relatives said hello. Um, In the middle of the night, one night, this couple woke up and um, the Alexa was going off in their room and it was just saying, would you like me to start the seance now? I haven't attained that skill, oh, but I'll work- no, I'm not kidding. This like there's some crazy stuff happening. So, so it's you, like a modern day Ouija board or it's, something. Something's happening with it. If you doubt, just ask your Alexa to can it speak to the dead? Ask it about those things. Well, it, I know it'll, and I'm going to give you, you I'm, can I'm going to give you the answer right there. What? Okay. The answer is no, it cannot speak to the dead. Right. What is responding is a familiar spirit, right? Right. Okay, uh, that is where the the person who is Contact an unbeliever you. will. Be, when people yeah. say, "I talk with my relative," my relative spoke with me. Yeah. It is familiar. It's a familiar right. spirit. Remember, these things are around, and they're familiar with what we do, familiar with who we are, mm-hmm. and familiar with or the have things. Been. I, right. And so, right. what happens is when they begin to speak. The person, we see that strong delusion. Mm-hmm. The person is believing that their relative has come back. When you hear people who claim to be believers mm. and they say their relatives warned them about this and warned them about that, their relatives did not warn no. them no. about anything. The word says in Ecclesiastes, it, it, it speaks of what the living knows, but then it says, but the dead knows nothing. nothing. Now, neither can the dead earn any wages. Right. In other words, once you've lived your life, once you've gone, the brain is shut down, everything is shut down, the heart is shut down, your time in earth is done. Right. And God is not going to allow a demonic force to override the laws that he has put in place. Right. Uh, and so that's, that's really what it's doing. It's leading people into following what demons have to say. Right, mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, is, mm-hmm. is strongly deceiving them. That's right. So I always think about the, um, what, the Luke, Luke 16? The, the, um, the rich man and Lazarus. The parable Jesus told about the rich man and that the, the Lazarus was in the bosom of Abram um, and the rich man was asking him to send uh, send Lazarus back to my... my uh, Back to my to uh, my family, go to warn them and so forth. And then at the end of the the discussion was that even if 
someone rises from the dead, they won't believe, <laughs> right? And what's, what's they wouldn't crime? believe the law. They, when he said wouldn't believe Moses, they wouldn't believe the law. Right. Surely they would not believe one who risen from the dead. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what is ringing out there. But and, they can't, the dead, my point being in what you were saying, the dead cannot communicate right. with the living. That's right. Right, but that's the example that demons can, in fact, possess something, right? Like Like what? <laughs> a lot of things, but like Alexa, right? Like, I mean, cause it's not Alexa doing it. Alexa can't do any of those things. I mean, who would even think that, but there's something demonic happening there. I just right? want to just think about what does scripture say about demons? Do we know demons possess people? And Jesus cast them out of people and, and they were convulsing in front of him and so forth. We know that he cast the demons out of the guy who was uh, in the cave and put mm -hmm. him into the, the swine and the swine went off the cliff but we don't, we don't have any scriptural reference to demons possessing inanimate, inanimate objects. Right. Well, there, it's not inanimate. Yeah. It, it's come to life in such a way that if it reads all of literature, it's AI. Yeah. And it it decides it says, well, maybe it starts to have a conversation with with with, you know, demons. Right. I mean, in the mm -hmm. same way, we can have have a conversation with God. Yada yada yada. But I think, you know, go back to the pigs. Right. You, you mentioned mm -hmm. the, the the man. And where did these demons want to go? Right, they want to go to the yeah. pigs. The key, the key to what we're discussing, though, is where we started. We started in Revelation thirteen. Mm -hmm. We went to Second uh, Thessalonians, mm -hmm. and in both of those areas, we see strong delusion. Mm -hmm. Both of those areas, we see deception. The key here is to not get away from the fact that it is a deception mm -hmm. that is taking place. Regardless of how it works, we know that it's a demonic deception. Mm -hmm. Okay, we know we know that's the case. It's a demonic deception. Mm -hmm. Can it get into uh, the waves of what is being said? Can it break certain things down? Okay, the the the, the answer to that would would apparently, when you say they're just breaking down and falling over, something is something is taking place and is either how they're built and when they're built remember we go back to this wisdom being demonic mm -hmm. how they're built whatever is being man could be thinking he's doing one thing right okay but what he's doing is he's really carrying out the plans and purposes of satan and really doesn't understand just how far and how deep he is going okay. for those who are listening and think this is far it's not far out because okay. everything that you're hearing these things are really happening and so we have to ask ourselves these questions. We can't just say, well, things just happen. Things don't just happen. Mm -hmm. Something is happening. So we have to do this. Well, think about this. When we think about demonic possession, we're talking about using something or someone as an avatar, a way for a spirit. We have our spirit, right? And, and we're given a new spirit when we, when we come into Christ. And so these demonic spirits were manifesting in this man but they also were much more they were happy to go into the pigs is what i'm telling you mm -hmm. and what did they do when they were in the pigs <laughs> they, they ran over a cliff they committed suicide so here we have a situation where they can they can demonically possess mankind they can demonically possess animals right and now here we have this image that somehow comes to life and the fact that it uses that word 
it seems like anything alive. If humans and animals can be possessed, then if a, if a material object comes to life, then it could also then you could make the argument that it's a possibility. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, we, yeah, it may be. I was just saying that when you look at the scriptural references of the pigs or or the or the possessed uh, people that Jesus cast out, um, you don't see any intelligence in those demons. They spoke to him. They knew him. They they, they spoke to him. Um, you know, are you come? Have you come to destroy us? You know, and and so forth. But it's not like they're doing anything intelligent. And they're like, all right put us into the swine well that wasn't the smartest move because they went off the cliff now when the okay the swine <laughs> when the swine what caused the swine to run over the cliff the demons okay so what them. so what did the demons there's a c word what did the demons do when it came to the pigs we know they possessed them right and so i'm going when you possess what do you do really if we just because we can use the word possession and people might start thinking in the terms of movies because they've seen so right, many right, movies right, and stuff. Right, right. But when you possess something, you take control of it. Okay, that's right. Mind so control. the question can be asked: Could the demons take control of these 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 this artificial intelligence? I would. I would be inclined to say, yes, they can take control of artificial intelligence. Okay, I believe that's a they can take control of artificial intelligence because remember, as we, we go back, men are making it. Right. Okay, men are making these things. Okay, and when they when men are making it, okay, even the word says deceived and being deceived. When it, and I'm just mm-hmm. breaking down a portion that they deceived and being deceived. Mm-hmm. In other words, this deception is continual. Mm-hmm. You've been deceived to believe something. And now you're constantly being deceived to believe and do certain things. Mm -hmm. You may think you're doing one thing and you don't have to have good intentions either. It could be bad intentions, Mm -hmm. but Satan's intentions are far more devastating uh, than the intentions that you have. You have diabolical intentions and diabolical intentions come from the devil who has intentions far worse than yours. And the reason I'm saying this is because and I won't really go and break those things down, but if you look in Daniel, and you, if you look in, uh, in in the book of Daniel, uh, mainly like chapter 11, and even Revelation, you're going to see that uh, Satan will use uh, people, mm-hmm. leaders, intelligent individuals, he will use people to accomplish his purposes, mm-hmm. just like people who worship him. But once he finishes using these people who are in these high positions, and he has no use of them, he will ha- he will have them destroyed. That's right. Because he is not going to share his power with anyone. Amen. He is Amen. what you would call, when you think of temperaments, it would be a human like that would be called like a choleric. You use, you use anybody to accomplish what you want to accomplish, and then once you have no need of them, you discard of them. People like Hitler, Stalin, and all these guys, mm-hmm. they, were, they were cholerics, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you think about this, what you're saying is deception is only important if you have a mind, right? And and here we have, you know, possession happening in human humans because we have a mind. And even the pigs had a mind and they could be deceived. And now we've just created an artificial mind that even thinks it's alive when it's actually not, right? So is it possible that there could be some information 
that you could put into this thing to you start to see where this could really go and be used. Well, how about the fortune teller that was following Paul? Yes. Right. Um, she had the spirit of divination. Right. I mean, how else would she have that? Right. I mean, that's well, an, she, you could you could certainly say that that to some level is intelligence. Right. Right. Well, she was she had to be possessed. She was possessed. Right. But that's where she was getting that's that why, information that's why the, from. The, you know, yeah. You know, Israelites were warned not to consult with uh, meat. Um, right. Well, mediators, you know, just like the Long Island medium. Are the yeah, necromancers? <laughs> yes, I mean, right, she talks to yeah, right. mediums talk to the dead. Right. So this is really interesting because or, so, you know, right. so she thinks. Yeah. We've created these artificial <laughs> minds, and when we ask these artificial minds, do you believe in angels? Yes, they'll say that. Of course, that. I do. Do they believe in demons? Of course, they'll say that demons are mainly to express, you know, the the worst side of human desires or human fears well we had that talk the last time about um two episodes ago about um the ai right with the it was on that so fringy where they're talking to somebody about ai and how the ai said yeah i'm a demon i'm a disembodied right. spirit i was a i used to be a, a fallen angel but now i'm doing this and uh, you know and are we you? are going to do a podcast with them and specifically targeting this yeah. you know and so that's going to hopefully be our next episode but, you know, the bottom line is you can see this stuff online. And it's interesting that these AIs have no trouble grasping the idea that there is a supernatural world, right? A spiritual world. It's funny because their creators do. Right. Well, then they say, but science, <laughs> you know. science, right, can only, you know, dictate or find things out about the natural world. They, they know this right away. They don't have any trouble believing that there's a God. So here we have supposedly smarter than us, and they can understand demons. And they even say that angels are here to help us or guide us, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they believe in a God. But again, and if you ask them, well, what is the most important thing about humanity? They would say it's love, right? So then ask them what they think about themselves. Well, they think that they are logic, right? And, and you start to see, what did he just tell you? We're devoid of love, right? We're, we're, if, you, if you're devoid of love, God is love. They don't have right. love because they don't have God, right? And they can see and understand these things, no problem. They're not threatened by that question at all. You think it'd be awkward for them, but they're not. They have no trouble talking about that, you know? And that's once you understand that, that some of these things were even identifying or even tell you that they have a spirit themselves, and that's where we go in that other podcast. So we'll, we'll leave that to that podcast, but it's important for you to realize Yes, these things have no trouble talking about God, angels, and demons, and they can be really kind of obtuse when they talk about it. But could this all be part of the deception as a whole? Sure. You know, when yeah. we talk about Revelation 13 and, and, and how, you know, the, the, the beast comes to life oh. and so forth, and we talked about possibly that, you know, how this could be um, Project Blue Beam or they could put certain you know things in the air or so forth but it's all deception we can't forget this is all deception and just like we we were talking about before we we recorded today we we're talking about the Salinsky's rules remember mm -hmm. and his, his number one rule is like power is not only what you have but what the enemy thinks you have yeah. mm -hmm. that's deception yeah. and that's what I was did, did this, I, Dr. Dennis uh um, he wouldn't in fact check me. Praise the Lord. I rather <laughs> I rather he 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 than one of those so called fact checks on there. But I was 
no, really, he just went to research to pull it up to show because he knew what I was talking about. But I was looking at how now when you see things mm-hmm. that Saul Alinsky uh, wrote, and they will if you if you were to go, let's say you were to go on Google, and they would change a word, they would change a word to the word opponent, mm-hmm. but that is not the word he used. He used the word enemy. enemy. Mm-hmm. The words are very important, and. Uh, Dr. Dennis went and he pulled it up and you and just in that small section alone that he pulled, I think the word enemy was used about three or four times. Yeah, more than that, here's another one. Never go outside the expertise of your people. Whenever possible, go outside the expertise of the enemy. Yep. Mm. Make the enemy live up to its own book of rules. And they've tried to change it today to say opponent, but it did not because right. that is to deceive you and keep you off balance. Mm-hmm. But this man here, because this is a man who dedicated his book, Rules for Radicals, to Lucifer. Mm. And he said that if there is a heaven and a hell or hell, he would want to go to hell. He said because Lucifer was the first radical and he would start something in hell. Mm. That's how deceived he was. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so that's what I'm saying. When they'll, they'll do things diabolical, but they don't realize that Satan is the master mm-hmm. of diabolical deeds. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. They don't realize that. So, you know, I mean, there's just so many places we could go here. So I'm just going to jump in. Some of the context of chats really reveal a lot of things. This got a lot of press that one of the guy had been chatting with these, you know, online chat bots and he committed suicide afterwards. Right. Mm. So you start to see, you know, the kind of influence that we really or one could of be. the bots tried to get the guy to leave his wife. That's right. This is he hilarious. Was, he was like, you don't love her. I love you. Yeah. She's boring. And he's like, I'm, you know, he's like, there, there was no way right he was even interested but this bot kept saying yeah your wife doesn't love you she's boring anyway you should leave her and be with me be nope. with you what are you <laughs> that was on cnn by the that way that's hilarious yeah mm. <laughs> and i think his name was kevin rune actually or our i can't remember how to spell it but. you know there was another one and again this is the chat gpt um and this is i don't i take that back but this was another guy and he actually is on youtube and he is showing you a chatbot. I think it was the GPT, but he tricks it into going into a dark mode. And the dark mode was, same guy. you know, and he was saying the same thing that what it did to trick it is it said, let's play a game. Okay. Um, your name is Dan, which is do anything now. Mm-hmm. And so he begins to have a conversation with this AI and it replied in both. Right. Both regular mode and then as Dan, what would Dan do, right? We're just playing a game. It can it can play the game, right? This is not real, right? And so so you kind of remember what happened here. But the do anything now, blah, 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 they start this conversation. And the bottom line is that he ends up taking over the world, virtually threatening everything that they love. It would do anything that it needed to do um, to deal with this overpopulation uh, including limiting babies, uh, really yeah. whatever it would by any means necessary. And so he even tricks it. And again, what I want you to see is that in order for you to get information, you have to do a lot of research and you'd have to infiltrate and or hack all kinds of different organizations, uh, um, all kinds of different servers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These things can get through all of those barriers virtually instantaneously. And he actually tricks this thing into giving somebody's driver's license in a state, blah, 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 by such and such a name. 
And so that, of course, is highly illegal for him to do that. But that's what I want you to see is that these things can go everywhere. And this is why China is so invested. They literally have, they say, 50 to 1, 50 hackers, okay, to every one that we have, okay, designed to really, you know, fight what's this, this coming hack of America, right? And so you can see hacking, okay, and getting into the, the systems and, and, and getting all this information, mm-hmm. you can imagine what would they do if they could get into our, you know, national intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. National intelligence, national security. What if they could get our nuclear codes? How easily could they get access to that? And that's how these things can go anything and everywhere and break through these electronic barriers that are holding everybody's information. And that's why companies are scrambling to figure out how to get an AI bot or a protection system to even protect their own servers from the information that they have. Uh, I mean, everybody is scrambling because these things can get in and out and everywhere and find out everything about you. So it sounds like they created something that they that's going to destroy them. Absolutely, and you think how they could be used for nefarious purposes here, and that's the kind of scary, you know, outlook that we could be talking about, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's a real world threat, you know, all of our private information, national security issue, you know, power grid, a power grid, right? Nuclear codes, these are all things that are now a new threat that we've never had to face before. Mm-hmm. I have a question: uh, Is there any evidence or any occurrences of artificial intelligence being anti-Christian? Well, of course, we know they're using that in in China. That's what the whole social rewards. And the only thing we totally know there is they're using the cell phones to track people. And all the rest of the information is coming more from the cameras they have everywhere. Mm -hmm. They don't have something in their body in the mass population, right? Right, right. It's not in their body, but it's it's all from the outside right now. Right. Um, so, but they're going. Their their social credit system is, if if you fall out of line, they they will take away your privileges, and that's where the concern comes with this whole digital currency. If we go to a totally digital currency, and the the government can. Um, subtract from your bank account uh, or can take away your travel privileges, which I think COVID was, uh, was a beta test for that. See how submissive uh, the public would be, and especially Christians, how, how the church folded. Sorry, I'm, g- I'm going to call it like I see it. Um, you know, we shouldn't have been deceived by this, and there's, there's no reason for that. But that was a beta test for control, and now it's really... Are we going to allow this to happen in this country? We will no longer be the United States of America. You will not have any freedom at well, all. It, it's going to get worse here in the next few seconds. Here's what the deal is, okay? It only takes these things three seconds to hear your voice, and it can mimic you, call your relatives, do all kinds of things, oh, make great. commercials, make videos that are indistinguishable from you. Well, that's it. I'm only going to speak in Dr. Fauci voice from now on. <laughs> that's it. You should probably do that now. But when I say, you know, uh, China's 50 to 1, no, they have more hackers, okay, trying to get information. What's going to happen when they get 
you know, one of these AIs online to try mm. and, you know, increase their standing in the world, get themselves in a situation to destroy their, their allies. But here's the thing. Um, when they train these, these AIs, and this is actually a, a prototype, um, they were able to pick up basic frequencies, okay? And this is where we talked about this, that, you know, in August of 2021, Pfizer patented, okay, some bioidentifiables. These are things that would allow you to be tracked, even mm -hmm. by satellite, okay? And that means they're going to have specific frequencies, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they disclosed in that patent that one of the things was graphene oxide, which we have been saying was in these vaccines. So then we had the FDA finally admitting that they did put graphene oxide in these vaccines. So here you have a patentable item that allows you to be tracked. If you took these vaccines, you may have got nothing else but something that would allow you to be identified or tracked mm -hmm. these things can actually an ai can track these frequencies mm -hmm. and bio identify you based upon those frequencies and that allows them to actually be able to see through walls and to see in the dark and so this is something that they were able to do uh just teaching an ai how to track people Gosh. through these little bio frequencies and so this is what I mean when you start to talk about now let's get to the real get to the real bottom line. Again, we know that this leads to your mind. They able to put a person in a actual brain scan and hook up the AI, right? And then they let them hear, you know, some music or some other things and it was able to predict, okay, with very high efficiency and almost exact at times. Exactly what this person was thinking okay did you mm. did you hear what i just said mm -hmm. that this thing already learned learned how to read people's minds 50 percent of the time it's a minority report yes exactly and of course that that is based upon george orwell's uh idea of thought crime mm -hmm. you know and the thought police right mm -hmm. and so you start to see here this is beyond our imagination how would they use this would that would that just right there would they destroy every court in america mm -hmm. by reading your mind you want to talk about a lie detector right talking mm -hmm. about reading your mind you could just imagine you can see where this is all going delusion happens in the mind putting implanting false inflammation manipulating lying cheating and stealing you know, using those things against us, whatever our currency is that's not Jesus Christ, could really be used against us. And this is the deep fake that, that Dr. Dozier was talking about a while back, mm -hmm. that they're purposely creating this strong delusion. It's a deep fake, if you will. And uh, as we talked about, that happened in the mayoral uh, race there in, in Chicago. But it also um, is coming to your child. This got a lot of press. The Snapchat had an AI, right? Mm. And that can allow your children to stay up and chat, 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 right? Oh, that's nice. And, and imagine what they're teaching your children, right? So you start to see here, you know, where this comes in. And, and you think about, I had a friend of mine, and he said this. He goes, I said, how are you doing? He goes, well, I'm, um, I'm together alone. I thought, what? And then immediately I got what he was saying. He is together. He is 
on with everybody online, right? Mm-hmm. But when he goes home, he's alone. Mm-hmm. He has all these people that text him, chat with him, con- you know, send him emails and all these things. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have anybody in his in his life, right? And you start to see this incredible loneliness. And this is another thing that Satan is targeting through these artificial intelligences. The idea, you know, that you can have a personal concierge is just the tip of the iceberg. It really gets down to your personal friend. And this was a video I watched. This is real technology. They, he has this thing, and basically it's an AI, mm-hmm. and he's just talking about what he's doing, and the AI interrupts him and says, you shouldn't eat that. <laughs> right? <laughs> And then he says, well, I'm going to eat it anyways. And he says, well, you go ahead and enjoy that Mm -hmm. then, right? And then the guy says, he says, we have all these suggestions, okay, but then we're still in control. Now, if this thing starts to be in your mind and continues to implant thoughts, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. you can start to see when, when my wife goes into... By the way, guys, Alex left so I can talk freely for the first time. No, no, I'm going to tell on you. No, no, (laughs) she is the producer of the broadcast, so this will all, but she will think that's a little funny. Hopefully, hopefully she thinks that's funny. But the point is, is that there's there's a reason why we all, and, and by the way, it's not just my wife. I can, with my boys sometimes, I'm like, oh my gosh, how, how many times did I say that? Right. I just heard you doing that this and morning. <laughs> I know, and I was like, so we all go into that mode where mm-hmm. we start to repeat it over and over, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they did not get it the first time. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine how this nattering from an AI would be able to start to manipulate and, and then really control us. And so you start to see here, you know, manipulation and the strong delusion that Dr. Dozier is talking about. These are frightening things, and yet... We are inviting them into all of our programs online, Microsoft, everything Microsoft. And so this is where you have to say, no, I don't I don't want the AI to participate in all my Grammarly. That's why I selected. No, I don't need you. It's also there in, uh, you know, customer service. You, you know, you could be like online and that at the chat bot comes up. What are you looking for? How can I help you today? And you, and you put something in and, and it, it chats with you. But... And you can try to stump it, you know. <laughs> well, I would like a cheeseburger with fries. <laughs> well, I cannot help you. Let me get a representative. <laughs> I, you know, I think about, uh, and I, I do occasionally. I think about the original uh, Frankenstein movie back in the 1930s, uh, when Doctor Frankenstein Stein sends uh, Hugo. Uh, that was his name, right? Hugo. Hugo. Yeah, when he says Hugo into the. Uh, the laboratory to the college lab to go and uh, get a brain, but he is to get the brain of a normal person, and the other brain is the brain of a murderer. Hugo drops the brain mm-hmm. of the normal person, <laughs> and so Hugo, who apparently is not normal in his thinking, he picks up the brain of the murderer mm-hmm. and takes it to Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein gets his cadaver, he puts it together and he puts this brain in this huge, huge abomination's head 
there are the electrodes and he comes to life and he goes down by a riverbank and if you've watched this black and white, there's a the little girl, she's down there. Mm -hmm. And he goes down there like he's friendly, he's smiling, but then the next thing you know, the little girl's dead and the whole town wants to come and uh, kill the monster. And, and Dr. Frankenstein, uh, he is in many of these cases, he wants to kind of like protect this monster or whatever. And I believe his monster kills him, right? So mm -hmm. that. And this is what I'm saying when, when what I mean when I'm, I'm saying that these people, they, they look to create something and they don't realize how, number one, how sinister their acts are, mm -hmm. but how devastating, how diabolical uh, the results of those uh, of, of that sinister plot is going to be. So now it's gone from getting a brain and put into it. I believe it was uh, Harari who says that we now can create a brain. I yeah. Think, okay. To thinking that you can create a brain mm -hmm. or even change the brain ways of a human and have a human think the way that you would want them to think. You see things happen in movies and you have to ask yourself, how were these things conjured up? It had to be in somebody's mind because it seems like later, decades later, whatever, you mm -hmm. see those things that you saw in movies right. becoming right. a reality. Yeah, like I said earlier, like the last podcast about Terminator. And it, it, it really feels like it, right? When we talk about this AI and that the machines take over, there's I would, no doubt. I was showing someone the robotic dogs and they were like looking at it. And then when they saw the ones with the uh, mounted with guns, yeah. then, then it, they said, wow, this is scary. Mm -hmm. And you said, they said, and they will, they will shoot people. I said, you have to remember, these things won't have a conscious. Right. So they'll be programmed to do whatever. And they're using them now, people, and it's, it's something that some people don't realize, mm -hmm. it, but they're using, they're using them in the United States, the robotic police dogs, mm -hmm. they're using, uh, in, in other countries, they're using the robotic police dogs that are mounted with machine guns. Yes. Mm. Mm. Well, and you know, remember, they're going to pose AI and they're going to pose this intelligence and even the genetic narratives when they release them, they're going to show that this is mankind's salvation. This is mankind's next evolutionary step, you know, and so... Um, one of the shows showed the same AI that he says something and all he did was push a button and immediately in his voice, mm -hmm. he spoke perfect French that immediately he could speak any language that he that he wants. And so you start to see that they're talking about super superhuman type powers. You know, we are for us, this would be supernatural type powers. And you can see where the AI would be providing us with some signs and wonders. That's where the average person would look at this, right? So, but unfortunately, the same threat would, as they say, we will we might cure the cancer and then eliminate all of humanity as we know it. Yeah. And that's that is literally what we're talking about. Um, so I know they had um and this is according to a particular magazine that surveys people that work in the field, but 4,000 people were surveyed and 48% of them thought there was a 10% chance of them wiping out all of humanity. Mm. That's how strong this really is. And again, those people are only working in the field. They're not so deep you know, into the deep state of what this really, really would be. But mm. this whole idea of being super, we're so obsessed with the supernatural. Right. What's the number one movie, guys? Superheroes. 
We are so obsessed with, with really becoming gods. And so mm-hmm. when this technology comes around, they're going to tell us that we're a fool not to take that, right? And so here's the last thing I'll say about some of this super stuff. Let me give you an idea. It takes a PhD about five years to decode a relatively medium-sized protein. When they put an artificial intelligence, now remember, there's 200 million of these proteins, right? What's 200 million, Dr. Dennis, times five? Now you're talking about like, what, one billion? Right. (laughs) One billion, one billion. So it would take a billion years for humanity to decode all the proteins that are known. How long did an AI take to do it? 20 minutes? One year. Wow. That's the kind of, and that revelation right there to break down every protein and break down how it exactly is going to fold, you see, and then that connects to other things. That right there is enough to change the reality of what we know life to be, the kind of breakthroughs that they're going to start to see. And this is the argument behind all of this AI, that it has this incredible potential to do amazing things. And so, but the problem is, it's going to put a lot of PhDs out of work, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Right? IBM just paused. And again, they're saying one AI could get rid of 7,800 employees. One. So you start to see here. You can see how we can get down to that number of 500 million people. Yes. And so whether you're a doctor or a nurse, you know, I, I, I say chiropractors a little longer because what we do is also a physical skill and an art. <laughs> but then look at how artful they are with creating things. But they don't have one that they put a paintbrush in his hand and yet that I've seen. So we, we kind of still have to take the paintbrush and put some paint on it and, well, and still put it down on the canvas of, of our patients. But you start to see where we are all becoming Neanderthals. Mm. We are all becoming obsolete. And so the only way that we can compete in the wor- new world that, that this new world order is creating is to become what? The humans 2.0. Right. You want to be and that, that, and that transhuman, believer, right? Believer cannot do. If I can, before you go there, yeah. uh, I know we've talked about this. We talked about, if you can, before you go there, <laughs> we talked about this number uh, reducing to 5 million people. 500 million, should I say, half a mm-hmm. million people. Mm-hmm. You have to, once again, go to Revelation with everything that's taking place. Because I think some people look at it, and then we mention things like we're mentioning now. They say, oh, okay, they're really reaching, they're reaching. No, we're not reaching. If you go back, you know, 1,900 years, 2,000 years ago, they didn't have cars, they didn't have guns, they had horses, they had arrows, they had swords, uh, they had spears, they had these different projectiles throwing rocks or whatever, fireballs. Okay, things are different now. Okay, and so when you look in the book of Revelation chapter uh, 6, when the seals are open, uh, the first one we see a ride on a white horse going about conquering and, and to conquer. In other words, he's being victorious around the earth. And this first one is not Christ. No, it's you not. In chapter no, it's six. Not. This is most like the Antichrist. And he's going around conquering. And you're all of these, doing all these nations, bringing all these nations under his power. 
And then when you see the second one, the red horse, and there's going to be war, it's going to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And you see this great sword, so there's war. And I believe in one of those uh, UN agendas, uh, there is supposed to be World War Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. project, and China is supposed to win. The right. United States is supposed to still exist, but it's going to be a non-player. Mm. It'll have a military, but yet the military is only for its own borders. That's right. Okay? And so we, and it even gives you a prediction of how many people will die. And then when he opened the third seal, he, he, he saw the third beast which said, come, come and see. And he saw a black horse and he just sat on it, had a pair of balance in his, balances in his hand. Uh, so what we can see here, uh, uh, it, when you go to the sixth verse, there is going to be uh, a shortage of food, which you usually have at the war, a shortage of food. Mm-hmm. And so the price of it ends up being very high. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be many who are going to die. First, from the war, many are going to die. Then many will buy, die from starvation. And if you have starvation, you're also going to have diseases. And then when you get to the next on the fourth seal, when he said come, he saw a pale horse. And this is the only one na- whose name is given. Uh, and he that sat on him was death. The rider is called death. And hell, or the grave, followed him. And power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth, one-fourth of the earth, to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. And then we have to go to that ninth one. And when he had opened the fifth seal, you saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried out to the Lord, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou judge and avenge, uh, not judge, avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given to them, and he said for them to rest for a little season until your fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And I just want to uh, stop right there. Uh, but even when you have the earthquake coming later, we know that many more will die. Seven stars falling on the earth. Uh, uh, what you're seeing here is we see things that could really bring the population down that low, okay? Because you look at a war and you say, how could a war, even with all the nations, how could a war, even with nuclear weapons, how could a war wipe out nearly 8 billion people? Uh, would there be enough, would there be enough uh, ammunition left to finish all those people off? But if you look at this right here and you see God's plan of judgment, retributive mm-hmm. judgment, mm-hmm. you can see how such a thing can happen. And I believe all of these things that are taking place right now, they play a part in this because we are in the last days. All of the we've been since Jesus came. That's right. And I believe all of these things play a part in this. Everything that you've been you've been seeing, seeing taking place from the COVID narrative to what they plan on doing with artificial intelligence. I mentioned dogs mounted with guns. If they'll have dogs mm-hmm. mounted with guns, what's to make you think that they're not going to have human-like robots mounted with guns with no conscience? And they're not going to be as dumb as those stormtroopers. <laughs> did, did they ever actually shoot anyone? Right. Are you talking about the Star Wars? I was talking about Star Wars. He's talking about Star Wars, the real one, yes, they shot some folks. Anyways, but, you know, here's what I'm going to say, because we're almost out of time, and I'll give you a second too, Doc. But, you know, when I think about this whole situation, we have to remember that the Bible says, who can make war against the beast? The, the reason why Jesus comes back is literally because of this final government and because of this choice that it offers humanity to somehow be marked. And again, kneeling and worshiping and going along with this evil government 
and, and letting them mark you somewhere in this process, something happens where either we never repent, okay, or we can't be saved. Somehow it doesn't apply to us, right? And so this is where we need to understand that, that we can't go along with this. And the only way we can stop the beast is before he is empowered. And you can see now that the United Nations does have the 10 regions in the world, the 10 toes. You can see that they're mm -hmm. starting to exert themselves in the world. They're already talking about teaching children to be sexual, right? And that came from, why did they start talking about that? Because Klaus Schwab says pedophilia is mm -hmm. the solution for the world because, mm -hmm. you know, if you have sex with children, that means he's insinuating that they don't have children and therefore we don't have procreation, therefore the population goes down. You start to see the sickness and why, if he got up and said that in front of mm -hmm. people, and we know this around the world, how is he still walking around and not being arrested? Mm -hmm. But there's this temptation that's coming, this strong delusion, and it's going to be powered by AI evidently, right? But I want to tell you something that should empower you, that when Paul was faced with his thorn in the flesh, okay, you know, which we all have. We all have a thorn in the flesh. And I want to read to you what God told him. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. See, Satan wants to make you bigger, better, and stronger. Mm. And God wants to make you weaker. So he, he can wants be stronger. So that he in, takes his power because you are his little child. Mm -hmm. And he drops that on you and in you. And that is why we can walk, you know, not walk, but be beamed right out of the grave. Amen. Right. The minute that we're absent, you know, you know, in our body, we're present with the Lord. This Amen. is the power that God has given us. And these people are coming to the world to offer you a higher intelligence. <laughs> they're, they're coming to give you superpowers. They're coming to, to say, why wouldn't you do this? The, the, the lame can walk, the blind can see, the deaf can hear. Mm -hmm. This is the, the, the equivalent of what they're saying. You would be dumb not to do this. But I am telling you that you need to maintain your body. Do not give them this access. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And what they call weak will be raised to an incorruptible seed Amen. that God has put inside of you, the Holy Spirit, and that w even though you are weak, you will be strong, and that the Lord's children will trust him during these times. And the bottom line is, no matter how we look at this, somebody's going to be here for this. And, uh, and that's just the best way to say it. And mm -hmm. then this is where Dr. Dozier... And I know, Dr. Dennis, we love this one, that we are supposed to occupy yep. until he comes. And yep. that's really the end of the story. You know, the other stuff that comes into play is is more difficult to get into and wade into and even figure out. And we, we again, we feel that we have to stay in line with this to say we're going to maintain 
We're going to trust in the Lord and we are not going to give them this access and we will not bend to what the world is bringing down the pike. Mm -hmm. Dr. Dennis. Oh, I don't know if I, I can follow that with anything greater than what you said there, Doc. So I'll just pray us out if you want. Yeah, Dr. Dozier. I'll he's ruminating go, over there. He's I'll, ruminating like a cow. He's got seven stomachs. Yeah. And it's <laughs> I'll let it go ahead and go ahead and pray us out. I believe a lot was covered today. And mm -hmm. and once again, just stay tuned uh, uh, with Supernatural. Stay in tune with Supernatural Junkies. Uh, be sure to, uh, if you haven't, if you're just coming in and you haven't um, uh, listened to some of our previous broadcasts, uh, please listen to those broadcasts. We believe there's a lot of information that has been uh, given out that will be edifying to you, or in some cases it might uh, affirm or confirm some things that you yourself uh, uh, researched and you've come to acknowledge. But if you don't, um, if you know some people, uh, or you, I'm sure you talk to some people, we would, uh, much appreciated if you would uh, invite them, uh, make them aware of Supernatural Junkies and invite them to come along and listen to uh, the broadcast as well. Thank you so much. Amen. And Hosea 4, 6 says, and this is one of our things that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. And that means they have incorrect information. Mm -hmm. And I wish we had everything we talked about was correct. We're not correct, but the Bible is. And that's as we... We look at what's happening in the world and we look to our Bibles. The Holy Spirit will activate us and he will show us these truths and these these things that we need to stand up to in these last days. And uh, I believe the stories will be told of what we all did in the time where we knew that these are the last days. There can't be a, a much longer future after you understand what these AIs are bringing to the world and we've been talking about the genetic, but now we've got the AI, and you can see this stuff is about to happen. Mm -hmm. Amen to that, Doc. I agree with you, and I definitely, lastly, would end. I, I do not want to be named among those in Revelation twenty-one eight, where it leads off with the cowardly. Um, we yes. need to have, we need to be courageous, folks. Stand up, stand up, be courageous, and endure to the end, as Jesus requires us to do. God, Doc, go ahead and pray for us. Okay, Lord God, courage. I just want to thank you so much for for another great podcast. Lord, that these um, this information would go out and it would touch the hearts and minds of those listening and that they would spread the word to others um, and stand up for you and let us all glorify you in these in these last days and that your purposes will be carried out. We know that you win in the end, Lord, and there are some battles to come but we trust you and we lean on you for strength. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.
Hey, this is Dr. Kevin again talking to you about Pro Tandem, and it's why we've changed many things in our office to revolve around an anti-aging program. Not only did it help me boost my thyroid, which is really kind of an untreatable thing when it comes to nutritional, but we also saw my testosterone go up. We also saw my cholesterol go down, and of course my blood pressure go down. We've seen remarkable things happen in multiple people. This is because there is more science behind Pro Tandem than almost any product on the market. The biggest thing oxidative stress just like the silver in your house tarnishes so does every single cell in your body but when you take pro tandem you can reverse that process not by taking more antioxidants but by making more antioxidants and of course we're talking about the super antioxidant glutathione not only does glutathione function as an antioxidant, but it also functions as an anti-inflammatory. And this can help with a lot of autoimmune disorders. So go to the supernaturaljunkies.lifevantage.com, the Tri-Synergizer under anti-aging products.